together. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. We serve a great big God. Amen. He, we serve an awesome, awesome God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, I'm so glad to be in the presence of the Lord today. And uh, understandably, as we mentioned, there's many folks here uh, that, are, that are not here, that are traveling, that are on the, on the road. And, and so we just continue to pray with, uh, for them and for Sister Rigginer out, um, Hilton for John, and William for uh, New York, and uh, so I just, we're just going to have church anyhow, amen, amen, God knows all things, amen, God knows every hair that is on your head, amen, and, um, and so he knows where you're at this morning, he knows who's here, he knows whose uh, heart is prepared and ready, God has a purpose and a plan Amen for the service today. I hope you believe that. Amen. I hope you're with me on that. Amen. Because God even desires to talk to us. Amen. Um, and this morning, again, there's a few. Uh, Sister uh, Andrea is with Morgan and uh, Brother Brandon, the Sunday school. Our Sister Desiree's out. So we just got a lot of shaking going on here. And uh, but don't let that shake us. Amen. And uh, we're just going to have church, if that's okay today. Amen. One thing we do want to remember this weekend, uh, we have a baby shower here at the church that is on Saturday, if I'm correct. I need to, I'm sorry, looking at my wife here. Brother Weems is in the way. <laughs> Friday, Friday, what time? All right. Well, you're the only ladies legal in here right now, so 7 o'clock. Yeah, we'll confirm that tonight. I just, Sister Regan wanted to make sure we announced it this morning, and uh, so I should have clarified with Sister Trish before she went downstairs, but Friday, if you uh, if you can, uh, there will be a baby shower here, and we want to come support, amen, and be a part of that. It's always, a, you know, church grows. We ought to be excited about that, so let's be here Friday night uh, for the ladies, if you can, amen. Praise God. Had a good week at camp this week. Amen. Young, some young ladies went, and uh, I don't see the junior camper of the year, Sister Janessa. Amen. Became junior camper of the year. So excited about that. Had a good time. Um, and so, amen. Thank God for camp, and thank God for soon-to-be heritage and these types of uh, conferences, and, and, and things are great for our young people. So, uh, anyway, just so glad that we had opportunity to go and be a part. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles... I will turn to the word of the Lord this morning, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. Not totally sure. Amen. Uh, I don't intend to be uh, long-winded today. Man, I say that every time, and I always uh, are no, more long-windeder than I want to be. Praise God. But Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 17. Amen. Say amen when you have it. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 17 says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. Amen. Why don't you pray with me? Ask God to anoint this message this morning. Amen. Anoint our hearts. Amen. Because our hearts have to be ready. The Word of the Lord, the Bible says, is the good seed. Our hearts... Amen. Have to be good soil to receive the seed and it actually to benefit us. 
Amen. So let's pray that God would help our hearts today. Amen. And help me to deliver his word as he is desired. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask you to anoint this word. God, I pray you keep your hand upon us, Lord. Anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive today what you have for us. God, let our hearts be prepared, God, for the word that you're going to bring forth today, that I desire, that you desire, amen, to be delivered this morning. We love you, Jesus. We need your help this morning. God, I need your anointing. God, I need you, Jesus. I'm a vessel today, Lord, in your hands. Use me today, God, to reach somebody, to reach somebody, Lord, as you have desired today. Oh, Lord, we need you, Lord, in this very hour, in these very moments. God, I pray in Jesus' name, let your will be accomplished. We love you and thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated this morning. Amen. And uh, the Bible says... Give the, the Lord is the Spirit, is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. And uh, as I reflect on this weekend, this scripture has come to my mind and just my thoughts, amen, of liberty. Amen. And uh, I'll probably give away my message, but that's okay. My title, I, I, I always struggle with titling my message. Amen. That's the hardest part of my message, coming up with a title. I never know what to t- put the title on the thing. And uh, Brother Regan's real catchy. He's always got like four or five letters that start the same and all flows. And I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. His, his, his title's more anointed than my message. But uh, uh, why is that so funny? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, but my title this morning uh, will give myself away, but it, it is Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. Amen. This idea of liberty, amen, is, I don't know, quite as uh, in the forefront of our minds today as it was when these words were spoken, amen, by Patrick Henry. I'm telling you, his idea of liberty and under the circumstances of his life, amen, came not simply was it just a word, amen. And this was something that was deep within him, a passion of his, a desire of his, Amen. When he says, give me liberty or give me death, he meant every word that he said. Amen. He says, if I can't be free, if I can't have liberty, I would rather die. Amen. That's a powerful statement to say and mean it. I believe he meant it. Amen. Under the circumstances, we know that he meant it and was willing to die. Amen. For liberty. He gave everything For this cause of liberty. Amen. And so this weekend we have celebrated one of the greatest uh, national holidays in America. Yesterday. Amen. It's our Independence Day. Amen. It commemorates our Declaration of Independence. Amen. From Great Britain and uh, the King, uh, King George III. Amen. That's what yesterday was all about. Amen. Celebrating liberty. Amen. Celebrating this Declaration of Independence. Amen. It, July 4th, 1776 marks the day that the 13 uh, colonies of the United or the, of, the, of, a, of the Americas that had been settled, they took a bold stand against the tyranny of their oppressors. Amen. It, it took a lot for these men to do what they did. It took a lot for them to come to this. Uh, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't just one day they thought, hey, life's good. Why don't we declare independence and die for something? No, no. 
There was a build-up of emotion. There was a build-up. There was something, amen, that had been occurring, amen, and they were so tired of their circumstances that they had been living in. They had seen, you know what, this isn't going to change. Nothing is going to change uh, uh, with those that oppress us. We, we, we're not going to change their mind in any way. The only way we're going to ever become free, the only way there will ever be liberty, the only way in my lifetime I will experience true liberty is we gain and we come together, we bind together, and we make a declaration. It says, I don't care if I die in the process. I would rather die and be free, amen, than live under tyranny and oppression of the king and of Britain. I would rather die trying to become free. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you know, the settlers, and this is going to be somewhat of a history lesson, which is okay this morning. I just want to get somewhere today, amen, as we are in the mode and the mindset of Fourth of July, and I we had a lot of fireworks yesterday, and you know you you eat and you cook out and all those sorts of things. But I believe this idea of liberty, Amen. The purpose of liberty and the desire of liberty of our forefathers has somewhere down the line, Amen, been diluted and, and boiled down, Amen, to a barbecue and a long weekend, Amen, and some good times, Amen, where we're looking at fireworks and. And having, and there's nothing wrong with that, amen. But we've got to understand, amen, there was a purpose behind that. There was a reason behind that. Why do we shoot off fireworks, amen? Why do we, we go and we gaze, amen, at the fireworks in the sky, amen? It's not because someone thought, hey, this would be pretty. This would be kind of a cool thing. No, because there were bombs and there was warfare that took place, amen. Lives were shed. Uh, blood was shed. Lives were taken, amen, through bombs that were bursting in air, amen, and, and, and freedom and liberty came through, amen, explosions of bombs and lives being taken because somebody, a group of people said, I don't care, let the bombs come and fall and let them, it doesn't matter if I'm struck by one of them, I would rather be struck and killed, amen, than to continue living, amen, under tyranny and under the oppression, amen, that we have been under. But as a group, uh, collectively, they said, we're going to fight for liberty, Amen. Give me liberty or give me death. Hallelujah. Amen. When the pilgrims, the settlers of this uh, new land, they prospered. Amen. When they came to America, they began to prosper. There was a time, amen, uh, they, they, they grew uh, uh, crops and they began, you know, corn and those things. The very, very, very first settlers had a struggle. Amen. Uh, they had a tough time, but by the time the pilgrims came, Amen. They begin to flourish in America, really begin to take off. Amen. They begin to grow cash crops and they, they begin to grow and they became very wealthy agriculturally. Amen. They began to trade and they began. And so they began to flourish and and uh, and they began to have much um, immigration of people saying, hey, there's opportunity in America. Amen. There's opportunity in America for a, a, a better life. And this was back in Amen. Uh, uh, many, many years ago, this, uh, this happened then. And even today, we stand as the greatest land of opportunity, amen, the world knows. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know, during the times of prosperity, amen, uh, they, these individuals came, amen, from England and came from this, uh, the king had sent them over. Amen. And as they began to prosper, the, the king said, you know what, I don't know about this. 
And he began to apply taxes and began to get concerned and says, hold on a second. They're a little far removed from my control. They're a little far removed from my, uh, my hand. And, and, and so they began to become taxed. Amen. And, and, and they had br uh, brutish rule and taxation of their goods. Amen. For instance, the Stamp Act of 1775 was passed here in, the, uh, in America to raise taxes on the colonists. Amen. For the purpose of raising revenues. Amen. To pay for a standing army here. They taxed them so that they could put a standing army to watch over them. Amen. I'm telling you, they did not like that. They didn't say, hey, we're going to have to pay you so you can hire people, amen, to come over here and to guard us and to watch us and make sure we're following suit with every order of the king and with every rule of the king, amen. I'm telling you, this was just an, one instance of the things that they despised, and they began to hate their oppressor, amen. They came here and began to see, hey, listen, we have... We have an ability to grow and to do things and to prosper. Amen. But as soon as the king, as soon as the one that they had felt like they're, they're kind of removed from began to realize, hey, they're starting to prosper, he started to put his thumb upon them and started to put his hand upon them and said, I'm not going to let you go. You just think you're going to get free. No, no. We're going to tax you and we're going to put some uh, yoke upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. However, the earliest of these colonists, which were uh, mostly many of these pilgrims, they came to this new land in an effort to separate themselves from the church in England. Amen. Not every single one came for a religious freedom, but many of them did. Amen. Many of them came to America, amen, to get separated, amen, from themselves. Amen. Uh, and they were called separatists. And, and similar to the Puritans, they, these were kind of a two groups that were very kind of somewhat similar Amen. Uh, many um, of these first colonists, uh, they came and were called separatists because they, let, they felt the only way they could truly serve God, according to the scriptures, was to separate themselves, amen, from the Church of England. Amen. The Church of England, they felt, had, had, had gained too much, had brought too much ritual into religion, too much uh, a ceremony, amen, too much ceremony, amen, specifically from um, at the time, the Catholic Church, they felt, you know what? That's why they were called Puritans. They wanted to purify the church from all the religiosity, all the tradition, and all the things that had been brought in that wasn't in the Bible. That was the purpose. Amen. There were some that were called the Puritans because they wanted to purify the church from within. And these that came to America were more uh, mostly separatists because they said, you know what? There's no way you're going to cleanse it. They separated from it. Amen. You're with me this morning. Amen. History. Uh, 001. I don't even know if this is history 101. Amen. But this morning, I'm getting somewhere today. Amen. Patrick Henry, to get to this place, amen, of give me liberty or give me death did not occur overnight. Amen. It didn't happen in a moment. It wasn't just a spontaneous, hey, you know what, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's break away. Let's have some freedom. No, no. This came from a, a, a history, a long line of oppression. And a long history, amen, even before his life, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As I said, the Puritans, they felt the need to purify the church from the influence of Catholicism into the Christian church in England. Amen. They tried to do this from the inside out. Amen. In 1603, 1603, 
amen, it was in 17, uh, 1700s, amen, uh, that the Revolutionary War took place in independence. But in 1603, these Puritans, even back then, they presented King James with the greatest grievances, listing, amen, the certain ceremonies that they felt should not be a part of the church. They said, you know what, the church has been corrupted. The church has been changed. It's not what it meant, meant, been meant to be. We can read, it's not in here. And they began to change, and they said, listen, these are the things, King, uh, that, that are wrong with what the church was supposed to be. Amen. And so uh, they, they listed these, these different things, uh, that, these ceremonies. Amen. But you know what? These folks soon became uh, these separatists. These, they become uh, dissenters. Because they said, hold on a second. You're, 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 not, uh, you're not with us. And, and you're trying to change some things. I'm telling you, anytime someone tries to stand with the word of God, and with the truth, and say, hold on, let's get back to what the Word of God says. What does the Word of God say? Amen. The mass majority says, hold on a second, you're changing. Well, that's not what the majority believes. That's not what we're here. Hold on, we, we, we've been teaching this. Don't start going back and changing things. But hold on, doesn't that, this was what the Word says. This is what God's Word says. Well, you know what? They were labeled dissenters. Amen. During this time. Amen. Uh, uh, they were uh, faced with increased persecution, amen, in the 1600s, I'm telling you, amen, because they had a desire to get closer to what the Word of God said. They had a desire to become more true to the Word of God, amen, amen, than the church was, amen, than any, they said, let's get back closer to what God's Word says, amen, and they were labeled dissenters, hallelujah, amen, the persecution Amen. Increase in 1753. There was a law that was passed which made marriage uh, void that was performed by a dissenter. You think we're passing laws against marriage today? It's no new thing under the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. Those that were trying to get to the truth and preaching truth, they said, no, what? you know what? We're not even going to, their marriages that they perform aren't even going to be valid. They're not even going to be recognized. This was in 1753. Amen. I'm telling you, we're never going to stop the fight, amen, of trying, uh, of performing truth, amen, of living truth and loving truth, amen. When you take a stand for truth, you're going to have opposition in every form, in every fashion, amen. The apostolic church will always have opposition, amen, to tradition, amen, and to the rest of the religious world, amen. I'm telling you, in 1753, it was a, or, or anyone you married, it, was, it wasn't recognized, wasn't recognized. Amen. When they went to court, they were discriminated for de being a dissenter. Amen. And they also, dissenters, amen, confessed dissenters had a special tax they had to pay. Because they wanted to go and say, hey, what does the word of God say? What is the truth? Let's find the truth. Amen. And things we're doing here, things the church, some things are wrong. Some things are going wrong. Amen. I'm telling you, when you stand for truth, when you stand for righteousness, amen, there's a tax. There's a, there's a burden. Amen. Because you're going to be labeled. You're going to be considered. Why are you why are, you're so far out there? You're so different. Why do you believe such different things? Amen. I'm telling you, because the word, amen, the Bible says that the word is the truth. Let God be true, every man a liar. It doesn't matter what the rest of the world is saying. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter what any religion, denomination, it doesn't matter what anyone else says, but what matters is what does the word of God say. 
When you say, I care about what God's word says, not tradition, not ceremony, amen, not, in, not including things into what we do, amen, saying these are heaven or hell things, amen, if it's not in the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is important to understand, amen, as we are leading up into a place, amen, uh, you know, to a place of give me liberty or give me death. Amen. This was not happening in a uh, in a moment's time. There was a building. Amen. There was a there was some things stirring. There were some things that were that were unpleasing. That was there were some things that these uh, uh, these uh, religious folks that were trying. Amen. I'm not saying that they were perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying they had a desire to get closer to the truth. Amen. And they had a desire. Amen. To get away from religion as the church of the day knew it. Amen. Not only was there persecution of these who sought to maintain religious uh, purity, the moral state of Britain was alarming. Amen. Today you can say the state of the United States of America, amen, the world we live in is worse than it's ever been. And I, have, I almost have to, I don't know if I could fully agree with that. As you begin to study history, and I've said this, and I, and I, and I understand what we're saying, amen, from what we, we have seen in our lifetime. Amen. But I'm telling you, you begin to look in the history, amen, of moral failure. And you begin to look into perversions of, this, of, of centuries gone by. Amen. And how corrupt and how evil those uh, countries were and the people were. You begin to read back into the 16 and the 1700s. Amen. Into England. Amen. Into these, this part of the country. Amen. And you'll begin to be shocked. You'll go, oh, that's sicker than it is today. Hallelujah. Amen. I read somewhere, amen, that during this time, the 1700s, one in three women were prostitutes. I'm telling you, there are some things, it may seem shocking to you. Amen. But the perversion that was there, it doesn't, it, it, it's what we have and see today. I've. I, I'm almost almost blush reading about what took place then. I'm telling you, the world is corrupt. There's no new thing under the sun. Amen. But we've got to be consistent and say, you know what? There's something inside of me that just can't, I can't associate with that. I, I've got a dissent with that type of mentality. It's not okay. It's still unrighteousness. It's still not good. It's, God still doesn't like it. God still says, hey, be pure, be holy, be righteous because he is holy. Amen. We've still got to have a desire. It doesn't matter what the rest of the world says. Amen. We've got to stand for the word of God. Hallelujah. The moral state of this uh, of Britain. Amen. People in Britain, they drank during the 1700s, during this time. Amen. As as we're trying to gain our independence. Amen. They drank, they gambled, they fought duels. Moralists, people who were moral, if you will, uh, preaching uh, the the truth and, and preaching separation, worried about the rise in, in uh, sexual promiscuity and a decline in family values. Is this talking about the year 2015, or is this talking about the year 1700? 
Amen. I'm telling you, they were concerned with, with family values breaking apart, families breaking apart. Amen. And the moral of the uh, fabric of the family being destroyed. Amen. With, with promiscuity. Amen. I'm telling you, it's not any different today than it was then. Amen. I'm telling you, it's sick. This world is sick. This world is twisted. Amen. We've got on hope. We've got one opportunity. Amen. And that's through Jesus. Amen. To find liberty and find freedom from all of the sickness in this world. Amen. It hasn't just come up on us in this last generation. Amen. There's been sickness and perversion. Amen. And sin. Hallelujah. Since Adam. And the only way out is to go God's way. The only way to get liberty is to do it God's way. I don't care if you don't partake in it. You were born in sin. You were shaping in iniquity just like I was. Everybody's got to get free. Everybody's got to have something inside of them that says give me liberty or give me death. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you today, how long has it been since that welled up inside of you says, I can't stand this. I, I, God, I can't stand the sickness. There's the prick of sin in my life. Amen. I don't care if you've worked and lived your life on a church pew. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. There's got to be something in each and every one of us. Every one of us has to say, I can't live with sin in my life. I've got, I can't, I've got, to, get, I've got to get rid of it. I've got to take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. This was building. This was a building process. Amen. Amen. Back there in the 1700s, they preached on the need of women to resist men inflamed by libertine principles and pornographic literature and the need of women to remain virgins until marriage. Amen. Does this surprise you? Does this shock you? Amen. I'm telling you, this is 1700s. Hallelujah. Yes, they fled from persecution. Yes, they fled from the religious leaders. Amen. But I'm telling you, they were living in a society. Amen. They said, we've got to get away from this sickness, uh, this sin. We've got to get away. Some They had an opportunity and said, I, I want to get away from what we're living in. I, I want to get away, amen, from the lewdness around me. I've got to get away, amen. And these people found refuge right here in America. Amen. A German visitor to London complained of passing a lewd female every 10 yards on a December evening. Hallelujah. Including women of the night as young as 12. It's nothing new. Sin is wicked. Hallelujah. Talks about you go, you, you begin and, and the diseases are rampant and, and sin is rampant and, and all of these things, just the perversions of the day. No new thing under the sun. Immigration began to increase in America, along with the dissatisfaction with their British oppressor. For the years leading up to the Revolutionary War, the colonists tried, they tried for 10 years diplomatic means. They would send letters and, and, and try to work things out through correspondence and try to logically talk this out and say, well, we can dialogue and we can, we can make this work and make this happen. Amen. We, we can be okay. And so for years and years, amen, as the king began to put and press, and put more pressure, amen, on these colonists, they continued to try to work things out diplomatically. Amen. But it wasn't working. Hallelujah. 
Amen. No avail. No, nothing worked. Amen. The only thing that was becoming apparent, the only thing, the only solution, amen, that was inevitable, amen, war was the only evidence, uh, the, the only answer that became evident. Amen. The Americans of, our, uh, of the colonies began to prepare themselves, amen, their families and each other, amen, uh, of what they believed was their only hope. Uh, they had to find liberty. They weren't going to cower down. They weren't going to back down. They said, you know what, I know too much about that uh, life over there. I know too much about what's going on over there. Uh, I don't care what they do to me, but I'm not going into that kind of slavery. I'm not going into that kind of, of bondage. Uh, you give me liberty or you give me death, uh, amen. So they began to prepare at all costs, uh, amen. Mom, dad, brothers, sisters, it doesn't matter what happens, uh, who comes at us. We're going we're gonna, to uh, either uh, live for freedom or we're going to die trying. Uh, we're not compromising. Yeah, I'm not going to live under this kind of tyranny. I, I'm, I, I can't go back that way. Hallelujah. I'm not going into that place, uh, amen, where I'm oppressed, where, I, where we, they were overtaxed and, and where they were burdened by the hand of the king. Hallelujah. The colonists of this new land called America, they were under pressure from the British Parliament the king and King George III to end this rebellion. He was sick of it. He was coming to the end of his rope and said, I'm tired of this. Amen. Many times in our walk with God, many times in your walk with God, amen, as you begin to take a stand for God, you begin to take a stand for truth, you begin to do something that's right. You begin, amen, to stand up and say, listen, this is who I am now. This is what I do, and I serve this God, and this is how I live my life. Amen. I'm telling you, the world doesn't like that. The, the oppressor, amen, does not like that. Amen. The enemy does not like that because he understands I'm losing control. I'm losing my grip of control. Amen. I was gaining something from this person. I was gaining something out of this. They were advancing my kingdom. They were advancing my world. Amen. But now they're advancing another world, the new world, a land of freedom, a land of opportunity. Amen. And the king said, I cannot stand for this. Amen. And so on October 27th, 1775, King George addresses both houses of the British Parliament he, to put an end to the rebellion. He gave consent to dispatch troops to use against his own subjects, which are the colonies, which are the Americans, the founders of this country. He says, okay, I'm done with dip diplomacy. I'm bringing them back by force. We're going to get violent. They want to get violent. I'm going to get violent. Amen. I'm telling you. He says, you know what? I'm sending troops. Uh, and if we have to start killing folks, uh, if I have to start destroying families, I'm going to destroy. This doesn't matter to the enemy. I'm telling you, the devil doesn't care what he destroys. Amen. As long as he maintains control of your life. He doesn't care if he destroys your home. He doesn't just care if he destroys your health. He doesn't care if he destroys anything that you have, your children. It doesn't matter to the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. King George stated that to be a subject of Great Britain with all its consequences is to be the freest member of any civil society in the known world. It's easy to say for someone who isn't under the hand of himself. Amen. It's easy to say under someone who's not, amen, under the hand of the oppressor. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm telling you what, you tell somebody, amen, that's addicted to drugs, 
It's addicted to alcohol. That's addicted to perversion. That's addicted to pornography. That's addicted to sin. And you tell them, hey, living in the world, what's so, it's, you're so much freer out here than you are in the church. Someone who can't keep from shooting up, can't keep from snorting, can't keep from, hey man, I'm telling you, can't keep, amen, from going out and cheating, amen, can't keep from stealing. And you tell them, hey, it's a whole lot better out here in the world, isn't it? You don't have to be bound by all those things in the church. You don't have to be bound by all those religious rules, amen. That's what the king was saying. It's a whole lot easier to be under my oppression, amen, than it is to be free in your own country, amen. But I'm telling you, there were a people, amen, in America that says, I'm not buying that. I'm not going to live that way. You don't understand, king, what it's like to live under your authority and under your rule, amen, because you know what? I'm going to be free. I'm tired of this, this, this bondage. You know what, king? Give me liberty or give me death, amen, but you're not going to keep me this way hallelujah amen i'm telling you this world is bound amen in sin hallelujah amen and the devil's got them convinced oh it's a whole lot the church has nothing to offer the church has nothing to offer amen the whole time hallelujah their bodies are being destroyed by the things they're doing to them their families are being destroyed by unfaithfulness Hallelujah. Families are being torn apart. Relationships destroyed. Amen. The whole time the devil said, oh man, it's so great out here. It's so great to be under my authority, isn't it? You know what? The devil tends to show us the real pretty side of sin. Shows us the beautiful side. Shows us the pretty side. I mean, you have fun, you have friends, you go out and party, you have a good time. But he doesn't show you the drunk driving accident where you end up in prison because you just killed somebody. This is sin. This is life. This is reality. Amen. I'm not going to tickle anybody's ears today. I'm telling you, we've got to get an understanding. It's no, amen, we can't live under this type of, uh, of tyranny. Amen. The devil has got us convinced. Young people has got you convinced. Amen. When I get of age, when I, when I boy, I'm going to get out from under this oppression. I'm going to get, I'm telling you, there's not oppression in the church. There's oppression in the world. Amen. What you think, amen, the devil's convinced you, just live under my rule. Live under, uh, under my authority. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. Hallelujah. the same thing they told these young ladies that had come from the farms and come from the rural areas. They said, come into town and have the prosperity and have great things. And so they came naively into town. And there were individuals who preyed upon them, turned them into slaves, and abused them until they either become diseased or they died. Come to town. It'll be nice. It'll be great. Oh, live in the world. Do what we do. It'll be fun. You have a good time. Opportunity, man. Get out of get out of that church and live live a little bit. Just live a little bit. Many of them did, and it fed a hunger for this kind of uh, 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 of opportunity, this lewdness that people begin to steal. Young girls. Human trafficking is no new thing because there's such a desire for wickedness to the heart of men to feed that sin. But 
the, but the allure was come into the city, have a good time, live a little. It's going to be okay. It's a whole lot better in, t- in town than live on that farm and have to work and have to, and have to you know, labor every day and make your own clothes and do these. Come into town and have a good time. Amen. I'm telling you, the hour, amen, in which these men and these women in this United States of America that we know it today, amen, says, you know what? Sin is too great. Tyranny is too great. Amen. I'm not going to live this way. We can't live this way. July 4th, as I said, 1775, when the signing of the Declaration of Independence was the beginning of five years of war. Because it was not the independence, it was their Declaration of Independence. It was their Declaration that says, today, this is the day I've chosen. No longer am I going to live under this kind of tyranny. I'm choosing this day. I'm choosing right now. I'm not going back. Give me liberty or give me death. I'm not going to go back into the hands of an enemy, uh, 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 into the hands of an oppressor, amen, that's just nothing, amen, but taxes me and uses me and, and, and leaves me aside, amen. But today I'm making a declaration. Today I'm deciding, I'm choosing, uh, give me liberty or give me death, uh, amen. I'm going to live for God, amen, no matter what comes, uh, amen. Five years of a rough, uh, horrible war, a lot of bloodshed, Amen. Because somebody had come to this conclusion. Amen. I'm not going to live this way anymore. I'm not going to live this way anymore. Amen. It finally came to a point where everyone said, okay, we as a group, we as a society have making the decision. We're declaring our independence. Hallelujah. And when they did that, all of the wrath of the king came forth. In a war for years. I'm telling you, when you begin to live for God, when you try to live for God, when you begin, I'm telling you, the enemy will do everything he can to discourage you, to convince you that it's not worth the fight, to convince you that it's not worth the effort, convince you and say, you know what, hey, you're put, this is, look, there's too much, oh man, this, this can't be the will of God, this can't be good, because all of this frustrations are going on, all these issues that are taking place, amen, but I'm telling you what, at the end of this war, at the end of this war, amen, there was a flag that was still standing, amen, there was a country that had received its independence, there was a country, amen, where the oppressor said, you know what, fine, you can have your new land, when we're going home, amen, we're going back to a place, amen, and they left, amen, the Americans with their liberty. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm getting somewhere this morning. March 23rd. This is March 23rd, 1775. Just weeks prior to this signing of the Declaration of Independence, during the Second Virginia Convention in Richmond, the delegate named Patrick Henry passionately gave a speech that would not only have an everlasting impact on those that heard him that day and that were there that, that were present that day, but those words would ring true and even to this day as one of the greatest declarations and one of the greatest speeches, not because he had, he had, he had hired a speechwriter, not because he had hired somebody, amen, to write something really, uh, really nice to, 
that sounded good to everybody else. He knew this was going to bring opposition because many didn't want war, but they knew it was inevitable. Amen. But something deep inside of Patrick Henry said, I don't care what anyone else says. I don't know what anyone else does. These are his closing comments and his closing remarks. Amen. For the full speech, it's worth a read. I promise you. Go back and read it. Amen. But in his closing remarks, he spoke these words. Amen. In a resounding voice, he says, It is vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, Peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What do you desire, he says? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. He says, he says, uh, is life dear and, and peace so sweet that are you willing to sacrifice your liberty? Amen. Just not to have any war, not to have any conflict, not to have any, no, no issue. I don't want any issues. Let's, oh man, conflict. Oh, that's got to be bad. So you're willing to stay under the, the oppression of the king. You're willing to stay under the oppression, amen, uh, of this wicked king, amen. And I tell you today, amen, is your life so sweet, amen, are your friendships so dear, amen, is your, your love for this grandiose world that we live in today, is your love for the things of this life so great that you're willing, amen, to put on chains of sin to maintain that lifestyle and to maintain, amen, those friendships and to maintain, amen, what you got going on? Or is there something inside, amen, that says, you know what, I realize if I stay in this condition, amen, with this bondage, I'm going to be oppressed, amen, my whole life. I can't live, amen, under this bondage anymore. Yes, when you make this declaration when you say I'm not going to be under this yoke of sin anymore amen there are going to be some that come against you yes you will lose some friendships less yes you will lose amen some relationships yes you will lose an identity that you think you hold so close and the identity says the king's the king said you know what hey your identity hey man that's cool your identity just hang on to that and the whole time he's going I've got you under my control and the whole time, amen, there's a, a man, Patrick Henry, that says, hey, listen, if you're holding to it, if you think it's that sweet, if you think uh, your life is that great, it's so dear, he says, he says I, I, I know what uh, course others may take. I may not know what anyone else is going to do. But for me, but for me, but for me, but for me, give me liberty or give me death. I'm telling you today, wasn't sure how this was going to turn out this morning. Amen. But this morning, God is offering liberty to anyone who desires liberty and freedom from sin. God has purchased your freedom with his own blood. He went to the cross. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That is our burden. 
that is our oppressor. We can only serve one of two masters. We can serve God or we can serve Satan. Those are the only two options that we have. Amen. And the master, amen, the taskmaster, amen, the devil. It's just saying the whole time, says, hey, you're fine. Come on, look at you. You're cool. You're hanging. Yeah, just keep thinking that. Amen. Just keep living that way. Don't, you don't need anything this preacher's talking about. You don't need anything that this church has to offer. You don't need any of that. Just hang with me. It'll be okay. I can name on one hand about three or four friends that really thought that way in high school. We buried every one of them. Drunk driving, running from the police. We weren't going to get them to go to church. You're crazy. You're crazy. I'm not going to church. I don't have any freedom in church. You're going to make me give up my party in life? You're going to give me up all this stuff? Oh, God. They're laying a grave this morning. <laughs> They're laying dead somewhere in the graves this morning. Amen. Because the oppressor had them convinced. It's just, it's just you're never going to be as free as you are living under my rule. Hallelujah. But you know what? There comes a day. Amen. Hopefully. Amen. As years have gone, generations of the 1600s to 1700s, amen, as the moral decline, as the world was wicked, the oppression grew, amen, amen. But you know, there came a day, amen, where men said, I am tired of this. I'm done living this way. I, I can't live under the oppression any longer. I've got to be free, amen. So much I'm willing to die for my life, amen. Isn't that what Jesus Christ asked us? He says, I gave my life for you. All I ask is you give your life for me. Amen. I'm telling you, if we're willing to die out, amen, unto the Lord this morning, if we say, Lord, take my life, mold me as you want me, and as you desire me to, amen, God will give you true liberty and true freedom, amen, in your spirit, amen, freedom from depression and freedom, amen, from suicidal thoughts and tendencies. I'm telling you, the devil will play with your mind. The devil will, it will convince you, amen, your life is worthless, amen, to the point you'll put a gun to your head to desire to kill yourself or shoot up, amen, some form of drug, amen, to end it all because you don't know how, amen, you're going to make it, amen, the oppressor, amen, today is afraid, amen, he's worried, amen, that you're going to choose life, amen, and liberty this morning, the opportunity is here today, Jesus is here, amen, the Savior, amen, salvation, amen, of your soul, amen, he has desired, amen, to come to you this morning. In our text, we read, amen, the, the answer to receiving liberty. We hear today is how you receive liberty from your spiritual enemy. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That this morning is your answer. The Spirit of the Lord is liberty. I know some today, just as in the days of the colonists that had made this declaration, there were some that sided with the British. They said, you know what? No, no, I'm loyal to the king. I'm loyal to the king, and I'm loyal. And so they joined the British army and the navy, and they, and they joined the side. But there were some that said, I don't care. I'm not, going, I'm not going back to where I came from. 
I've got too much freedom here. Oh, it was tough work. It was hard work here in America. Amen. It was hard work forging our way west. It was a hard work. Amen. Amen. There wasn't social programs, safety nets to catch folks. Amen. But you know what? It was worth it. Amen. And it was worth it to be free. It was worth it. Amen. To be set free. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Satan has us bound many today, even in this service this morning, bound in sin. Desires to set us free. Amen. I, I'm telling you, even when you feel like you're in prison, you're bound, your hand and foot, you're bound. Amen. It doesn't matter. God, amen, can set you free. Because all you've got to do is add the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I don't care where you are. You could be bound in chains this morning. But if the Spirit of the Lord would just move into your heart, there would come liberty, freedom. The life you've really, truly always desired of peace and joy. When the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'm telling you, in the presence of the Lord is where you'll find peace. It's where you'll find joy. It's where you'll find freedom. Amen. Amen. In your life. We can read in Acts chapter 16 about Paul and Silas. Amen. They were just doing the work of God. Amen. They were doing the work of the Lord. In Acts 16, verse 16, it says, It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto the show unto us the way of salvation. This did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. There was an oppressor, a Roman government that was oppressing, amen, the people of God. Just trying to do a work for God, just trying to live for God, amen, phone, amen, and, and brought before and said, Hey, these guys are, these guys are going against, these are dissenters. They're dissenting against uh, Rome and uh, against the rule, amen, is here. Verse 22, the multitudes arose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off the clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them to prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. They were in prison. They were bound. They were, they were they, the hands and the feet inner prison, amen, as, as, as uh, incarcerated as you could be. They were in a supermax. Hallelujah. Sister Becca, if you would come, I'm, I'm just about through this morning. They were bound in prison. Amen. These men of God were bound in prison. They, they, they were cast into the, the, the deepest part because the the jailer said, basically, if, if they get out, you're dying for their sin. You're going to take their place. You're going you're gonna to put on their shackles. And, and so he said, okay, well, I'm going to do my best to preserve them and to keep them in 
prison. Amen. I'm telling you, as soon as you, the devil does not want to lose its grip. The devil doesn't want to lose its influence upon your life. Thrust into the inner prison, they were made uh, their feet fast in the stocks. But the apostle Paul and Silas understood something. They said, you know what? I see the chains. I see the oppression. I see our oppressors. They hate us. We've just been beaten, cast into the darkest, most lonely place in the prison. No hope of getting out of their situation. No hope of being set free. No hope of anyone coming and saying, oh, on good behavior, you're going to get out. They were put into a position where they were bound and had no hope. They had no hope in their own ability. They had no hope that somebody was going to come in and set them free. They had no hope that that somebody was going to come loose in the chains and let them out. But they did have a hope. I believe they, if they could have said it, they would have. I bet one of them looked at the other one and said, you know what? I'm not going to let these chains affect me anymore. I'm not going to let these chains of sin affect me anymore. I'm tired of these. The Apostle Paul was in and out of prison for preaching the gospel. And so he was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. He said, because... There's something about the Spirit of the Lord. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter the circumstances, no matter what you face even this morning, no matter the, the, the doubts and the fears, and no matter the, oh, it's, you know, I, you know what, this, is, this, is all, this, is, this isn't me. This is not my life. This is, this is great for everybody else, but this isn't for me. Even in a situation like that, amen, I'm telling you, God's still saying, hey, you just let me come in. I'll give you liberty. So the Apostle Paul and Silas in that prison cell, I think they kind of said, you know what? Paul looked at Silas and said, you know what? I'm not going to live this way. Give me liberty or give me death. He may not have said those words exactly, but I got a feeling they talked about it. All the words of Paul and Silas aren't recorded. But the results of their, of, their, of their choices are. The result of what they chose to do is recorded. They may have said, man, what do you want to do, man? I don't know. Back's a little sore. It's kind of not what I had in mind today. I didn't really come here expecting to be in this situation. I didn't really come expecting to get my back laid open and, and get these chains on my feet it really wasn't what I was thinking I had other I was going to go to like Starbucks that would sound a lot better than this you know their life could have been just completely normal if they would have just been quiet and they would have never made a noise if they would have never preached if they would have never committed their lives to God if they would have but you know what they said uh uh 
The Apostle Paul at one point in his life said, I, I don't want to live this way anymore. The Lord came to him and gave his life to the Lord. So in that jail cell, they came to a conclusion. Yep, my feet are bound. I live in this nasty old dungeon prison. It kind of reminds me of a choir loft. And I can imagine, man, piano here, drums. And There's something there along the line. Somewhere along the line, they, they lost sight of the chains and they lost sight of the, the bondage. And the Bible says in verse 25, and at midnight... Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. It's a beautiful story. It's a fairy tale, Brother Mann. That's just a fairy tale. That'll never happen. That can never happen to me. That can never happen to me. You don't understand the oppression that I'm under. You don't understand the fears that I face. You don't understand the doubts that I have. You don't understand. Uh, I have an idea. I got. I got a life to live. I got. Man, I got so much in store. I got so much I'm trying to do and with my life. I'm trying to. They prayed and they sang praises. Immediately, the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. You know, today with Jesus here, why don't we stand together? I, again, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. You have a choice. We have a choice today. Amen. When that declaration was made, and they signed that, that sealed it. That was it. There was going to be war with England. There was no getting around it. Brother Jared, it was done. They, they'd already had put the nail in their own coffins with the king of England. They had already come to that conclusion. It says, if we sign this, we are already consenting to our deaths. We know we're going to die. Amen. I'm telling you, there's no way around it. Every one of us have been born on this face of this earth. There will be a day of reckoning when our life ends. Nobody going to live forever. Every one of us here today, we will die someday. And I'm telling you today, God is saying, hey, I set you free. John 8, 36 says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. You don't have to be bound today. You don't have to, amen, walk out of here still in the same oppression, in the same state, in a confusion and doubts and fears and addictions. You don't have to leave here today that way. You don't have to. Amen. I'm here declaring today. This is a day of declaration. Amen. Somebody needs to make a declaration today. I am going to be free. I, I'm, 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 give me liberty or give me death. Give me, a li give me liberty, God. 
Amen. Or I'm going to die trying. But I'm not willing to stay in the same condition that I'm in. I'm not willing to stay under the same oppression. Amen. Amen. And lie awake at nights wondering what's going to happen. And, and, and laying awake fearing the days ahead. And, 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 and just trying to, to break spirits on my own and addictions on my own. I'm tired of that life. I'm tired of living this life of just frustration. God said... The Word of God says, amen, that if He makes you free, you're free indeed. No chains, not chains that bind us. It's the spiritual foe, the spiritual enemy that we wrestle with. Amen. Jesus walked the earth. When Jesus walked the earth, they kept asking him, when will you restore the kingdom to the Jews? When are we, because we're tired of being under oppression of, of the Romans. Tired of being under this oppression because they're taxing us. Time goes back to this. The one in power doesn't seem to have mind taxing the people. set him up as a king. They have a throne and, and them to be in charge for a while. But Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. You can desire all of that here. But here's where you're going to have your liberty. It's in the spirit still live in this world, you're going to still live on this planet, you're going to still go through, you're still going to have to go to work, you're still going to have to face struggles of life, paying bills, you still have to do all these things, but I want to give you liberty, even in the midst of this prison cell, that we call the spirit. And how did he do that? They said, when are you going to restore us? So he said, you know what? Those of you who desire liberty, go to Jerusalem. That's when you'll be abused with power from on high. You read in the book of Acts chapter 1. He says, go to Jerusalem until you be abused with power from on high. Because you know what happened in Jerusalem? Spirit of liberty was loosed upon this earth. The spirit of liberty was given freely to all those who would obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. Those that obeyed the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why the apostle Peter said that you must repent. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission.
remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. This morning, the Holy Ghost is here. Here today. It's here this morning. Will every circumstance in your life just vanish? No, tomorrow the car payment's probably going to be due, and you have, like, got to buy groceries, and you've got things of that nature. You're going to get sick occasionally. You get the cold, and uh, you're going to have just, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, but you know what? You're going to walk around free. You can walk around. You can wake up tomorrow. Amen. With liberty in your life. With freedom in your life. You can go, you know what? I don't feel that urge. I don't feel that desire to go. Go down to the dealer and pick up some more drugs as I have so many times before. free to do what I want, which is how I wanted. Do any party I desired, do any drug I want, drink anything I want to, man, it was freedom. There was a day that I came to church service as a young man. I just don't feel as free as I just thought it was when I walked into this place this morning. I feel my mind from where I was going to go after service. And it was, I realized I, I'm, I'm not free. It was my inheritance. One night at an altar, I came to the altar. Not in this church, but just about in this area here. And I do remember just saying, God, I'm sorry. declaration unto the Lord that it wasn't so much even to the Lord because you know what the devil heard what I said and God filled me with the Holy Ghost 
cross and I stared at the wall. And I got up from that altar that night, having tears stained eyes, having poured out my heart, crying. You think that's crazy? Why do people do that? I was getting set free. It didn't matter. I was getting loose. God loosened me from drugs and say, I don't know what anyone else is going to choose tonight. I don't know what else is going to decide tonight, but as for me, give me liberty. Well, he did. And there was an old man that died. The old Andrew died at that altar. I left him. And I buried him in the waters of baptism. In Jesus' name. I buried the old man and I was given new life and freedom in the church that I had never experienced before in my life listen living for God is the most liberating thing you could ever do in your life the devil paints the picture that the go out and drink tonight. I don't have any urge to smoke any kind of drug tonight. I have no desire to go out and cheat on my wife or family. I have no desire things States of America to worship a God freely today. I'm sure there were many in that crowd that they didn't understand. I saw an article that they even asked, and, and there's many Americans had no clue what Fourth of July meant. 
they asked me, what, what, what's, what are we celebrating? Like, I, I don't, they, they did clueless what this was all about. Clueless as to what Independence Day meant. Clueless. I'm telling you, I'll tell you exactly what Independence Day means for me. It means no longer do I have to bow to sin. It means no longer do I have to bow to the enemy. Amen. But whenever I'm going through a trial, whenever I'm going through a tough uh, spot in my life, I can cry out to God. Amen. I can run into the throne room of grace in the time of need. And he'll meet me there. I don't have to ask permission. He says, no, you can come boldly in a time of need unto my throne room. You can come and fall upon me. You can, I'll hide you under my shadow of my wings. That's what it means to live for God. That's what it means, amen, to serve God. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands in this house this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Lord has the same liberty, the same freedom that I have received, and the same liberty, amen. God gave the apostles and the, the men and the women in the upper room, the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. That same liberty is the same promise. It's unto you and to your children, to all that are far off. Amen. Don't stand today. Don't, don't be the one. Amen. As Patrick Henry said, what is your life too valuable and, and, and that you're just... You're going to be willing to accept the chains to save your life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you desire today, if you would like to today, what you doesn't matter. Come to an altar and repent of your sins and say, God, give me liberty from this sin. Physically, the old Israelites in the Old Testament, they, they had an altar where they would kill animals and they would shed the blood and actually they burnt the sacrifices. There was a big process they went through. But it was the first step where the, thing, the animal had to die. It had to be consumed on an altar. Amen. And so today when we say, would you like to come to the altar, what we're saying is, would you like to come and give your life to God? Symbolically. Symbolically, would you like to come down to a place of repentance? And say, God, I choose liberty. Amen. Let it not be just something we get accustomed to doing, but let it be a true sacrifice of ourselves this morning. If you desire, come down to the altar. Find a place. Let's find a place to pray. Amen. Amen. God is calling us, amen, to a place of liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. Let's sing. Let's worship God this morning.